Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I continue to learn about the initiatives from small business owners, students, student founders, educators, edtech founders, civic officials, nonprofit executives, healthcare executives, technology experts, technology startup founders, and even oil and gas tech startups. These individuals have shared their stories in person during the pre-COVID period and remotely throughout the COVID and the quasi-COVID opening periods. Out of 86 podcasts recorded and released so far in 2021, I had the privilege of learning about the important support network of Woods Homes from clinical coordinator David Williamson during episode 309. As I learned, Woods Homes provides treatment and support for children, youth, and families with mental health needs, a service that has become increasingly important during the COVID pandemic. Take the time to consider learning more about and possibly donating to Woods Homes and their many programs, including the Albo Springs Counseling Service. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review. This will allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Good afternoon and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and on the line, I've got Nikhil Sonpal. Do I get that right, Sonpal? Yeah, that's great, Alan. Nikhil. Nikhil, welcome to episode number 313. And uh, by looking at your website, I think you've had more than, you probably have that many businesses going at one time. Is that fair to say? <laughs> You're too kind, Alan. Thanks for having me. Um, I only have five at any given time. But I think the case studies, I, I mean, first of all, I'm wowed by is the mobility quotient, but or MQ Labs. I don't know. I mean, you've got a lot going on there. So, but we're going to unpack, we're going to unpack some of that, but Soco Local, Soco Local. Did I get that right? That You got it. Yeah. That's S-O-K-O, the latest venture? S-O-K-O-L-O-C-A-L. Yeah. Soco Local. That's the latest venture. Yeah. So we're going to go local on this one. So we're going to go real local. So <laughs> tell us what got you started there. Because, but we're going to, I think we probably have to go back to some of your earlier startups, but we'll introduce Soco Local and then go from there. Well, you know, with uh, the pandemic, as with everybody else, uh, we decided to do cycling, and I was not immune from that uh, from that venture last year. And I I love cycling so much. I got into it, uh, decided to go down the fat biking path for winter. <laughs> yeah. Um, what they don't tell you is you have to look out for a little bit of ice, um, as you do run into that in winter. And I took a spill, um, just at the beginning of this year. So 21 came in with a, with a bang as yeah. it were. Um, and I decided, you know what, what does them do when they need to uh, break two ribs and, and be off their bike for eight weeks is to come up with another idea. And so I was, uh, wait, you, know, you said say, insane person or sane person. I, I want to be clear. <laughs> well, it depends who you ask. If you ask my yeah. wife, it may be the latter. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I wanted to get ready to get back on my bike. I was looking for some cycling equipment. I could not find it locally. 
Um, I ended up buying something that I had to eventually return for an astronomical amount of money for shipping, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, an Italian jersey shipped out of Spain that I could not get here in Calgary, or so I thought, until uh, Soko was born. And uh, the, 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 they say invention is the mother of necessity, and so, or something like that anyway. Um, you know, after five startups, it kind of blurs that, uh, that tone. But anyway, so the intention was to start finding local businesses and be able to provide a website and an app where I could easily find local products. And that, in a nutshell, is Soko Local. Isn't that incredible? I see Miguel Indran, he probably influenced you, but he was one of those famous Sp Spanish writers, but you were looking for an Italian shirt <laughs> from a Spanish <laughs> supplier in Calgary. So, wow. I, I, I know, I know. It's quite the, quite the thread of, of transportation, as it were. But isn't it crazy? Because, I mean, you and I talked offline and you were talking a little bit about you were looking for a wrought iron, uh, you know, some piece. You found it in Airdrie, or but you really wanted to buy the one in Canmore. Yeah, well, uh, so I love wrought iron art. Yeah, and I've been following a gentleman out in Canmore, and he does magnificent work. It's just a mountainscape, you know, one of those flat wrought iron things that's hammered down. And I wanted to hang it up as as one of my art pieces. And I've been following for a number of years. He does fantastic work through the team doing a phenomenal job with Soko. Um, I discovered there's another gentleman right here in Airdrie, uh, so only about half an hour drive away from, from me, and he does a very similar work, and I ended up buying two pieces from him already. But this isn't it crazy? So this is like a Google, the Google search, and I, I was reading something yesterday. You know, the Google search can lead you down a different path, and it's called, I forgot the name. I wish I could, I, I was kind of, go I Googled it to find out what it was, and yeah. it's just, it's not about an influencer, but it was more this, um, um, and so like, say, let's say you Googled the rod iron guy in Ontario, in, in uh, Canmore, and yeah. it said other interesting, you know, similar types of, you know, you also search for if it wasn't rod iron, it was something similar to that. And it, it funnels you to, you know, it, it really is taking you down a different path. I don't know if you've, you've come across that yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been able to uncover many interesting things that I did not know were even available here in Calgary or any of the other towns that I frequent, whether yeah. I'm on cycling or camping with the family. Uh, we go to all of these small towns. I mean, we have Black Diamond in there. Uh, and when we talk about small towns, I mean, literally small towns to large cities. And it, it's been very interesting to see the spread of local businesses. I've been a big believer that small business is the heart of any community. But to come to a site like Soko and be able to see them all and, and see their phenomenal products that they've curated, uh, we're, we're very grateful for the opportunity to be able to bring some visibility into it for consumers. So let, since you're talking local, and I mean, the natural question for me is, is there a, are you creating local jobs? And I mean the coders, the tech guys. Are you using local coders for that? So we've been in business. One of my other ventures is Mobility Quotient. It's a digital agency I started in 2009. So it's been a few years now. <laughs> um, and we've always hired local. We've always hired local talent. And when we couldn't find local talent, we worked closely with the universities to yeah. groom that local talent. And yeah, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have 16 folks on my team right now. Um, they're all local. And, uh, and that's, that's the way I like it. I do a lot of mentorship uh, with the University of Calgary. 
yeah. uh, with Mind Fuel and their Geekstarter program, and and it's for the same purposes to wait, really wait, wait, hone. Mind Fuel, what what is that? Mind Fuel. Mind Fuel, yeah. I mean, they're uh, they're like an incubator, uh, but they work really with high school and uh, first and second year university students. And wow. the idea is to give them mentorship. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it predates um, startups per se, but it really gets the kids thinking about computational thinking is obviously one ele element of it. Uh, it has to be given given where we are now uh, in our evolution. But uh, the idea is to really bring competitive landscape to the to the kids to start yeah. having them think about what it is like to potentially be an entrepreneur. Uh, to look at solving problems. Um, it's an extension of the iGEM program, which I haven't been involved in personally, but it's obviously just, geared towards. You're bring, so, ahead. Nikhil, you're just bringing out like new things. This is pretty cool. So, let's go back. So, Mindfuel, <laughs> who started that one? I just, because I want to know. This is, I'm one of those, I'm just curious. I'm Googling right now on this podcast. I'm Googling, no, I'm not, but I'm, I'm Googling you. So, Mindfuel, who, who started that program? So they're a nonprofit sector that started a few years ago. Um, they're a registered charity, as I understand it. They've been around since 1990, and they're really focused on engaging students in STEAM, right? The whole yeah. STEM learning yeah. scenario is where they got their, their kickoff. Uh, we've been a, a, a somewhat quiet sponsor of the Minefield program for a number of years, but in the last two years, I've been really in the forefront, um, helping drive entrepreneurial thinking, uh, design thinking, and STEM innovation uh, within their curriculum as a, as a sponsor and, and mentor. Um, nice. I just find it very rewarding, and I think that um, as a business community and as uh, a society, especially in Alberta, that's trying to pivot into tech. I think we really need to invest in in the next generation because that's where we're going to lay uh, a foundation that's going to stand the test of time and allow no, us I, to truly pivot. I've had I can I can name I can't even do it on my hands anymore. I used to the early days, my first few podcasts were with Startup Calgary, with Calgary Economics, you know, with Niraj Gupta who's at Atabotics now. You know, it was tech talent shortage. I had ex episode twenty one. I had uh, Irfan Raji from from Mob Squad, literally the tech talent shortage that I was hearing early on, which was pre-COVID, obviously it exacerbated, it almost exacerbated during COVID because people were suddenly more thrust into the mobile experience and mobile online and e-commerce and digital, to your point about, you know, mobile quotient, mobility quotient being a digital marketing agency. I mean, that, that's been a prevalent and you've started your business, <laughs> COVID kind of falling off your bike a little bit different, but still, you know, so this, tech talent shortage has been a, a, a recurring theme I've heard time and again over 300 episodes. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that uh, over the number of years that we've been talking about this, and it's been over a decade uh, about tech talent shortage, there, there have been some phenomenal uh, companies yes. that have come out of it and that are still, they still cal call Calgary home, um, uh, which, is, which is fantastic, but there still remains a, a fundamental shortage of a broad scale technical talent. And I think to do that, to do it right, to do it at yeah. scale, we, we have to work with, um, with uh, education. So this, I'm just, I did Google now. So it's, it's Minefield Science Alberta Foundation. So who started, I mean, is, is it part of the U of C University of Calgary or where is it? 
You know, that's a good question. And I would being a di- I would do a disservice to them to describe how they first started <laughs> because I, I honestly don't know the full narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think Casey Weber uh, would be a great person for episode 314. <laughs> well, no, I'm looking at the website right now. Casey Weber, you just mentioned she's the chief CEO. But yeah. I, for some reason, I, there's some, well, anyway, I don't want to belabor this point. But OK, so you've been working with them. Have you, so some of the, the 15, 16 staff that you have, are, are any of them, did they origin over at uh, the minefield? No, but we found some some uh, folks that have uh, some promising futures in in uh, in technology, and, and I hope to be able to hire them. Uh, but my point to you was about staffing, which yeah. is your initial question. And yeah, all of our folks are local, and the the goal behind Soco is it's it's basically big data going astronomical, right? I mean, we're talking about a massive amount of content that needs to be managed. Uh, e-commerce sites that need to be analyzed and understood. Uh, we have an AI team that we've been growing, and all of those folks are local, all local here in Calgary. And yeah. as we expand, the intention is to expand exponentially our staffing requirements as well. So I don't see, I, I don't, sorry, I'm not surprised looking, and I say this really when I look at your case studies, you, I, it's almost as if there's a precursor, there was something going to, you, you're, you're falling off your bike. You're ordering a shirt. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's just look. You were already the precursor, you know, connecting craft brewery enthusiasts to local breweries. That's another, you know, MQ Labs. It, it seems like you were inevitably going to strike upon something to, to ordering supplies online. I mean, it's, you, like, what was your early success? What would you say was your early success? Is it, I'm going to let you answer that. Well, you know, I think with any entrepreneurial venture, um, all of us entrepreneurs, we we fail lots, and we hope that we fail quickly, we learn from them, and and move forward. And I and I look at all of the past initiatives that we had, um, and we've had to date, and we've we've learned from each of those different opportunities. We started, funny enough, in the wine space, creating a wine app, and. That in itself has a funny story. I was interested in a woman. I was trying to impress her. And <laughs> I'm a little bit of a Renaissance man. And I figured, how do I woo a woman in yeah. the 21st century? And I said, you know, the best answer to that is wine. And uh, so I built a wine app uh, yeah. to, to impress a girl. And we've been married eight years. So I, I oh, guess it did work out. And so... Um, that in a, in a product sense was really about making wine approachable and to remove yeah. the pretentiousness associated with wine. But really what it turned out to be, right, was to be able to say, let's take all the content that's out there, organize, organize it in a way that is palatable and to it in, in, in a simplistic manner and let them enjoy what I would call wine in my sense is art in a bottle. And... So you just, I mean, let, let's take that. Cause I, there's something else on your website that, that the, the beer, the one, the earlier, the beer enthusiasts. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, you, you've taken something that's kind of there and, and, and just put it, you know, a kind of a funnel it to your new website. So, you know, it, or your new app or whatever it is, but there's a growing trend, Nikhil, maybe you, you've seen this already. It's if I have a query, and I'm looking at Simeon or whatever the wine region is. If I put a query in and they, 
is your app going to, you know, how quickly does it respond? Is it, do I, is it a query based or is it more just you have your, your repository of different information? So good question. It is with any of these kinds of systems, it's only as good as the data that it holds. And so we've put in a vast amount of information where the varietal that you would find normally in a, in a local liquor store, you should be able to find on the site and it's in its immediate. Okay. Right? And so um, the impetus behind it really was buy local. And it, and, you know, I think to answer your question from earlier, I think that's the, the biggest uh, learning that we had from all of those outputs from MQ Labs products, from just wine to just beer. Funny story, we were going to call it just local, and we thought, nah, we should call it something else. And, and so we called it SoCo Local. But the just, um, you, did, you just didn't want to go with the just name. But that works, right? <laughs> the just, you just didn't want to go there. But that does. Work. I know, I know. I just, like, <laughs> I just didn't. Go Jet or Fly Jet or. You know, um, there's a guy, what is it, the, go, the one in uh, the UK, you know, that he's got that whole thing. But, but people play in that one word, right? They so do. Talks. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do. And, and we thought it would be a good fit because it was really trying to simplify the notion of all, all of the other stuff or so noise that's around each of the specific topics. I mean, Just Beer specifically was uh, focused on craft beer. Just and beer. Uh, yeah, Just Beer. Focused on beer focus on drinking good beer local beer uh, and the system has an ai component on it with that we leverage in in uh, in soco as well uh, in that case it was personalized recommendations yes. so if you drink macro beers and you walk into a, a local craft brewery it, it will match you to the products that they have on tap that uh, they make right there as opposed to uh, in some centralized location and so the that, that was the motivation and, and Just Beer is doing great. Uh, Just Wine needs a refresh, to be honest. Um, but Soco has taken off exponentially uh, in a very, very short period of time and has surpassed the traffic that we have even on Just Beer now. And Just Beer has been in the marketplace for six years. Soco has been in the market now for a little less than four months. So you're, and I'm, again, I, I guess I'll go back to my, it's not a question, but your early success, are you capitalizing on your previous uh, the what I call the MQ or your MQ labs or the mobility quotient are those how would dependent were you on that existing infrastructure or networks or to get the early penetration or success on on Soka local so uh, knowing where the pitfalls are from a system like this where you're curating content um, heavy reliance on automation uh, yeah. we've through, through our services work and, and leveraging cloud technologies. I mean, we've been a firm believer and user of Amazon services uh, since 2014. So we're going on our seventh year just on their infrastructure. Isn't that we're incredible? Using... That's AWS, right? That's AWS back office. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we've, wow. we've used that for many, if not all of our yeah. clients uh, that are internationally based. Uh, we use the Amazon infrastructure and it's, it's been phenomenal. It's, it's wonderful to see all of the toolkits that are available, but my guys tend to be what I would, what I've dubbed bare metal developers. So I want them to understand the underpinnings of the system. I'm okay yeah. with them leveraging cloud technologies from a operational efficiency perspective, but they have to understand the fundamentals and uh, the team knows the fundamentals. And so when it, when it came to SoCo, uh, it was less about learning a new technology rather than solving it really was the, the energy 
was focused on solving the business problem of how do I buy local products? Yeah. And the, the team was able to do it very, very quickly, leveraging their experience, which is where I, I think our, um, the, our historical elements come into play, both on the lab side with our learnings, as well as on the agency side uh, with the, um, the tooling that we've, uh, we've grown accustomed to. Well, I guess to your point, there's, did learning, first of all, you're going almost really local in terms of the, the tech, tech and using what the tech stack is there, be AWS, Chrome extensions or whatever. I don't know if you said Chrome extensions, that was just in my head. But, you know, using that, and but solving going, for, here's our problem at hand. And that was you ordering the jersey <laughs> and that pain, <laughs> the pain, right? You said you, you ordered it and you had to send it back. It cost you more than the shirt itself. It did, yeah. I mean, it uh, it was an expensive shirt as itself, but I did not want to spend at the end of the day $130 shipping it yeah. back and simply to find out that I just couldn't find. Google could not help me find a store that had it. And lo and yeah. behold, a local cycling shop did have it. It just, <laughs> it, it, you know, Google didn't find it necessary to, to, to gain visibility into it. And so Soko solves that problem for me as a, as a consumer. And for that, I'm grateful. And, you know, uh, I, I think one of the things that entrepreneurs obviously always have to talk about is failures, but I seldom do they talk about the need for external validation. And um, I needed external validation to to see if Soko was something I wanted to put more dollars behind, yeah, um, more time, more dollars, resources, etc. And to see my staff, my team use the tool. Um, I had a gentleman in my creative department. He's got a, a four-year-old daughter, and he'd been looking for a puzzle of a very specific kind. Him and his wife could not find it. Lo right. and behold, they find it on Soko. They're ecstatic. They go off, and they make the purchase, and they bring the puzzle home. And they did not know that a local shop in Chinook was actually selling what they needed. Uh, and they had scoured Amazon, and they were sold out on Amazon. And turns out they could find it right here in Chinook at, the, at that mall. Uh, they got in their car, they went and bought it. They did curbside pickup. I mean, they were elated. The, and it, 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 it warms my heart to know that I, we helped a local business make a yeah. sale. Um, and okay, the so child was able to get a toy and, and, and it was all local. I, I love it. So let's unpack that a little because that doesn't come at the, you know, just sort of by... You know, oh, we just want to have them on our site. You, there's a little bit of a back. There's some background <laughs> to that, right? How did you, yeah. how did you get that, that relationship? And maybe you, all the, this is your, this is Nikhil, this is your show because I need you to tell me that. And then to the listeners out there, the two listeners that are out there, Nikhil's going to reveal his uh, secret sauce. Well, you know, the, the secret sauce is you just roll up your sleeves. You have a conversation with a business owner and say, look, let me show you a different way of getting visibility to your products. Let right. me bring you a way to connect to the consumer without you having to sell your firstborn or secondborn uh, from marketing budgets that are out there to continue with the status quo, to use that uh, have gotten us this far, but now need to evolve to the next level to truly provide that level of convenience on buying products. And I think, the buy local movement is a very important movement. If COVID has taught us anything over the last 16 months is that supply chains can be adversely impacted 
and that supporting local businesses has uh, an impact far beyond the reaches of simply supply chain. Uh, but you need to be able to make it convenient to buy local. And for me, my motivation, it's not a legacy play yet. I, I think I'm too young to worry about that. Um, um, but my vision is that to bring convenience to local shopping. And uh, I know a lot of these business owners, um, they've tried going down the path of working with the bigger companies. Yeah. And they're, and they're treated like a number. There is no phone number to call. You have to do everything over email. And so every business that we add, the business has to be nominated. I mean, if you're a business owner, you can certainly nominate yourself um, and, or you can get somebody that you know loves what you do in the economy um, that you support and yeah. they can nominate you. We'll go through AI-based evaluation tool within 60 seconds, tell you all of the gotchas that we may have encountered on your site that you need to address. We'll send you that. Uh, and if your site's good to go, we'll catalog all of your information, brand it based on who you are. We're not misrepresenting any of your content. We're not taking any of your content. We're working as a, I would say, a refined and custom-driven search engine for local shopping. Um, and that's been the conversation is to have, you know, we're almost at a thousand businesses now on SoCo. Wow. And I, I, I view it as a thousand coffee dates. That's what I've had to do. And so when I say roll up your sleeves, I mean, have an honest conversation. And like any relationship, yeah. um, there are ups and downs. And what I mean by that is in any new relationship, the two players have to consider past relationships. And so a lot of these business owners have been burned by folks overrepresenting what they what they can do. Um, you know, there's a bait and switch exercise that takes place that we've had to overcome and convince folks that that's not what's happening here, that we are really in it to help local businesses. We have a well-defined monetization path. We are not selling people's personal information. That is not the product. Um, the product is the product that's there. And the people that are using the system are not the product. And, and you can see that even with our privacy disclosures on Apple. I mean, a lot of businesses, some very large Fortune 50 companies have been very concerned about Apple's changes. Uh, we were not concerned at all. And we launched SoCo's mobile app right in the midst of Apple's privacy changes. And if you go to look at our privacy disclosure card, you'll see that it's fully anonymous usage of our system. We're not, we're not capturing who you are. It, it doesn't matter who you are. We want to connect you with a local business so you can uh, okay, so you let, want in an efficient manner and uh, support a local business. Let's let's role play that because a thousand businesses, there's going to be bound to be, and I know this from my own podcast outreach. The thousand businesses means you probably you probably touch base with at least three four thousand. Am I fair to say? Is that fair to say? <laughs> you know, I was surprised, Alan, because yeah. I have a list of businesses that were not really ready, shall we say, sure. for being on Soco, and I can count them on one hand. Wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah. because there's a lot of it. You drive down McLeod Trail during so COVID, really hard of COVID last year at this time. It was, it was like a ghost town driving, you know, down the, doing the whole lit trip from downtown up to like a hundred, like up to Shawville. And it was like a ghost town, you know, for driving because a lot of businesses weren't open and they were shuttered or whatever. So 
and a lot of those businesses don't have a digital presence. I mean, I would kind of use it as a, as a, to invite people to the podcast. How did, you know, without having visiting people, because in Hydro COVID, you weren't allowed to. So were you phone calling, email? I mean, there's a bit of a secret there if you had such a low acceptance rate, right? Or high acceptance rate. Instagram. All right. Yeah, we, we, we message them on Instagram. You have a certain number of characters you can use, so you have the same template. I'm playing this out, Nikhil, because I want to learn from you, because I've done the yeah. same outreach. And again, unless you pay for that, you know, it's coming as a request. I see that now. I know that. I didn't know. And it's like people, they have to actually, there's a, they have to take a step to go and click on that to see who's requesting. Correct. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and it, was, it was tough because a lot of those businesses that we had identified initially, yeah. Um, Many were on Instagram, some were not. So we used email, we used Instagram, we did phone calls. We couldn't do in person, um, no. obviously, because of COVID. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've done all of our outreach to date. 945 shops. I'm looking <laughs> on the site right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had a few more coffee dates than that. But uh, some, were, some were multiples. Um, <laughs> but it, it really, again, it was about trying to convince these business owners there's a different way to, to move forward. and. Um, to give us a chance. And I think the ones that have partaken, I, I think, and I hope uh, they see the value in, uh, in what we've been able to provide in a very short period of time. It's funny how you say that earlier, you made a comment about what, it, you know, they kind of, they've been burned. And I, I know in my, some of my early podcasts when it was pre COVID, I'd show up and I, and the, the people are like, what's this all about? Or are they skeptical? I'd invite the husband or the wife and the, and you know, the other one would come up and what's this all about? Right. If it was a husband and wife ownership and I'm like, I'm just here to to do a podcast. But there was that yeah. kind of what is he selling me? What are you selling me kind of mentality? And I don't you know that. Did you get some of that initial kind of apprehension from some of your people that, to onboard? Them? Absolutely. We did. Yeah. And, you know, we we went to businesses. Um, obviously, I, I've been in Calgary for 26 years. Yeah, um, I went to university here. My family's here. My wife's family's here. And so I reached out to friends and family to say, which are the businesses you support? I leveraged their personal connection to get those initial businesses on board. Right. And then when we started branching out from businesses that were friends of friends, uh, we needed to make sure that, that that relationship thread was still maintained so sure. that they had some element of comfort. I mean, I wouldn't say that it was um, a slam dunk by any means, but at least it, it allowed the door to open rather than the door being slammed in my face. Um, and of course, um, and, and be able to have that conversation. And, you know, and, and we've had businesses that uh, are not in Calgary, obviously. I mean, we're in 31 cities across, across North America, oh, nice. expanding every day. To, yeah. Yeah, we're we're entering into the U.S. as well slowly, uh, but we we are expanding coverage in across Canada. Um, but very similar to what we learned from the past, like we did on the Just Beer side, we went deep. We wanted to go deep in each of the cities and towns that we were in, and so. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of conversations and a lot of conversations with folks that we knew to kind of build that core foundation because there has to be. And we see this even in social media, right? That there is this element of social currency. And if 
someone like us were to pop up and say, here, let me drive traffic to you. And they're like, get out of my store. This is, I've heard this pitch so many yeah. times. You're not going to help me. You're just going to misuse the information I have, or you're going to charge me some astronomical transaction fee. Um, and um, having that social validation, that social currency, whether it's from friends, from family, you need to build that foundation. I know it's tough. I mean, uh, we've been we've been working on this project, uh, albeit a very short period of time, on a calendar scale. But uh, person hours wise, it's been a lot of work. Well, I think you've you I mean you, you've got. I don't know how much you used. You leveraged on your MQ Labs, your uh, mobility quotient. But that, when I look at your website, it, it, it that speaks to me. If I had that link, I'd say, oh, there's some credibility. There's some trust, there's some history, there's traction. You know, it's not like you just popped up. You're a pop-up ad and say, oh, you know, use me. And then you go, you can't, you know, if I drill <laughs> yeah. down on you, I see there's, a, there's, there's some legacy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so I mean, we, we've, yeah. In digital strategy, um, software and technology for over 11 years now, right here in Calgary for many large organizations of which you can certainly see them on our, on our corporate site, on the MQ side. Uh, yeah, we've had the privilege of working with some very large organizations that have trusted us. And so you're right. I mean, we didn't we didn't come up with Soco and then attack it as the first venture. Uh, we were we applied, and I called in personally every favor that I've been able to accumulate over the years and said, "Hey, real estate guy." Um, you were at my, you know, I, I was at your wedding. You were at my wedding. Uh, now I, I need your help on the business front. I need you to, I need you to make a phone call yeah. to company X, Y, and Z because I need, I, I want them on the site. You called in the chips or whatever it's called. But every, so every the, chip. Nikhil, so Nikhil, what's the 30 second elevator? Do you have a 30 second or 29 second elevator pitch? For Soco Local? Yeah, for Soco Local. We're making the call right now. You just called me. Yeah. All right, pal, what's this about? <laughs> oh, you're going to put me on the spot? Yeah, this is it. I want, I want to hear the 30-second pitch right here, if you can okay. have it. Well, so... And I'm selling... I, so, okay, I'm selling... Yeah, what are you CD, selling? I, I need, I need, some, I need some prep here. Calgary business pins, you know, from years back, from the Olympics in 1988. I've got this retro website. Really cool. Um, okay, I'm selling CBP pins. CB, Calgary business pins. Okay, so you're saying CB pins... You have an e-commerce site, and yeah. it's a cold call. Yeah, you're called. You're called. All right, pal, what's this about? <laughs> so one of your existing customers had nominated you for being listed in our business. Oh, we're who a. Who, who was that? Come on, sure. Who was that? <laughs> uh, so for an, uh, we can't share due to privacy. Oh, okay. Who that okay. nomination was from? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. But they're very passionate about your business. They reached out to us. They wanted you to be included. Uh, they feel like your CB pins are a great addition to the local business community. And so what we've done is we've gone ahead and cataloged all your information on the, on the site. Here's a link where your store exists. Take a look at it. There's no listing nice. fee. There's yeah. no transaction fee. And our motivation is to drive traffic to your site to promote local businesses, to buy local through our app. Uh, we're competing head-to-head -head against Google in the local shopping space, uh, but the interface looks very much like Amazon. So uh, that, that's, that's where we're at. Take a look at it. I, yeah. I know the nomination probably came as a surprise to you, 
So take a look at it, see what we're about. If you have any yeah, questions, I've got a lot. Nikhil, I have a lot of pins on the market. You, they've been, as I said, they've been around since 1988. So yeah, I, I'm. You got me. You got me hooked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a look. So thank you. But no, I like that. I like that. It's very non-invasive, right? It's very non-invasive. Yeah, and you know, and and we would conclude and say if they don't want to be on the site, they can tell us and we we'll delist them. So. so that- that takes some effort on your, so is that the onboarding process? You do that before you make that call. We do. Yeah. Because the, the issue is if I came to you and said, look, Alan, you have this CB website. I can include your pins on the site. You're like, mm, nah, I'm good. <laughs> You're right? right though. Right. Because I have yeah. to make an effort and what is it? What I have to give you and is my API. Wait, is that link? It's not a link. It's not an API link. It's just taking public information, right? Correct. It's just taking public information off the site. It attributes it all back to you. All the traffic goes back to you. All the transactions go back to your existing infrastructure. Yeah. And you don't have to make a change. You don't have to make any changes. You know, I'm just thinking I'm going to take a little bit, not a pivot, but you've already said 1,000 businesses and 31 cities. I think you've got a global local going here. <laughs> you know, you, uh, that's you, the hope. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope. And and we, I mean, to complete the vision, the idea is that anyone that is, that anyone that is a business owner that has been intimidated by being on e-commerce yeah, uh, or having an e-commerce uh, storefront, we want to be able to provide the conduit to connect freelancers or even agencies if the client desires to be able to get a digital presence in place. And then this SoCo solution bolts on top as a go-to-market marketing initiative, right? It's a, it's a marketing play. Now that I have a site, how do I get people to it? How do I stand out from the other thousand stores that are out there? Well, lo and behold, in Calgary, there's 204 stores that we have on the site right now. And wow. uh, they are broken across... 16 categories from art galleries to musical instruments, pet supplies, photography, et cetera. And those are shops in Calgary, not Chestermere, in Calgary. Now we can go to Chestermere and you can look at Chestermere. And when you search, when you talked about the wrought iron example, we're searching for products that have perhaps wrought iron in them or that are made from wrought iron, but they're still local. See, this is where... This is, I, I got to find that, that article I just read about Google. It was a, it was a funding announcement. I'll, I'll find that for you offline. But this is where, you know, the, the, your, you mentioned earlier AI. So machine yeah. learning, artificial intelligence. If you match that up, and this is something that the marketplaces are being created now, and it's a different kind of marketplace. The marketplace where you can buy and sell goods, is, that's a two-way marketplace. The three-way marketplace, which I'm seeing the trend in, Nikhil, and I was kind of alluding to it earlier, to your beer point. If I, if I put in a query, I'm looking for this hops, I want a kind of a ale, which has got this flavor or whatever. And then, you know, that query could just, it relies on the human to, to come up to, to find that query, right? But yes. if, if there's the other side, if they're NLP or natural language processing, as I understand, the expert who got that question or, the, you know, the, it, it takes your site or the query and pushes it out to, or it finds the other expert and say, oh, John in, down in, uh, in South Calgary actually had that same beer he, he tasted or tried. You know what I mean? So that then you're suddenly matching those people. 
and it's it's a live dynamic or not live but it's dynamic i don't that's a trend i'm seeing in some other in some other fields but i think when that triggered when i read you're building a community and resource for beer enthusiasts if you have that dynamics into it and i don't know how to do i'm not the tech guy on this one but it it sounds like you have the precursor or something you're you've already got that i think you're just ready to go i think you're ready to go to the next level because you're creating it now with the soca local yeah i mean you know with what you've described with natural language processing with past transactional that's all machine learning right so yeah. we talk about machine learning we talk about ai and the the pairing of the two become now quite interesting and historical marketplaces have always leveraged past transactional behavior yes uh, but they do so in a tracked manner, right? Yes. So you, what we've done on Soco is to leverage some facet of that um, in an anonymous manner. Because I'm not asking you to log in anywhere. I'm not inking you anywhere. I don't have long-lived cookies. Um, I have uh, one of my folks on my team. He's He's been with me for a very long time. He's a yeah. phenomenally lawyer, uh, loyal uh, engineer. He's, he's been with me for a long, long time, 16 years and counting, yeah. uh, three different companies. His dad, he said, you know, this looks interesting. You know, the first thing he did was he did a privacy analysis on our website and he said, oh, cool. The only thing you have is Google analytics. Great. I will now use your website. I said, yeah, we, we have nothing to hide. And then he started looking at, uh, some of the recommendations that we were providing and he's like, well, how are you doing this? Because you're doing it very quickly. Um, you're doing it on a local basis, but you didn't ask me to log in. You're not asking anybody to log in, uh, but you're able to build that. And we said, yes. I mean, that's, that's part of our secret sauce is to be able to provide you relevant local recommendations. Um, yeah, and that's, your, that's combining, that's taking not the search, the specific search, but the data that's existing I got to think it's got to, which, which exists on a local, I, I don't know how you, you know, obviously the guys are programming that if there's a search, Calgary, location, G, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, this is it. You're a, geo, you're a geomatics guy and this is it. You've taken <laughs> that technology and you've overlaid it to where you are. So you as a query, it comes up, you know, and then it finds, I don't know, some match with the words and NLP and wow. I can I'm sorry, but that's your, you've revealed your history as an engineer in the geomatic side. There's something to play there. Absolutely. Yeah. Without really revealing too much more. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the location element is fundamental to encouraging that kind of next generation search engine. Yeah. I'm going to look at, I'm going to go to your website, not your website, but the, when you go to your university of Calgary, this is this is it right now, and I, I caught my attention. Geomatics deals with acquisition modeling and analysis. I don't know if you put this or they did. University of Calgary's got this. Geomatics is one of the fastest growing information sciences in Canada and throughout the world. You cannot create such a quick dynamics. You can, you would probably that without knowing where you are and the shops tied to that or shops or products, right? And that, yeah. Anyway, that, I love this. This is great. Yeah, I mean, geomatics was. Um as a result of what used to be survey engineering in the 80s. Yeah. Yep. And then grew from there with remote sensing, photo photogrammetry, um, aerial image support, 
uh, obviously with Al- Alberta's history in oil and gas, serving sure. is a massive part of that. Um, and the Dominion Land Survey System and, and all of that, that was um, a Canadian artifact. Um, the Calgarians have played a big role in that and kind of taking it to the next level with GPS. Uh, it's, yes, location, location, location. They say that in the real <laughs> estate game, but yeah, it also plays right. a pretty significant role in tech. So this is where the marketplace, so I'll just, I'll give you a couple. So a company called Curated for outdoor ski equipment, the guy needed to find, he he had a burning problem for three years and uh, he wanted to make sure he had the experts, the retail stores for the expert. This is the podcast I listened to. To your Mm -hmm. point about that, your jersey, your your Italian jersey or whether the, the Spanish jersey, you know, he wanted to buy the right equipment, but he needed to get the right expert. So Curated created a marketplace where they bring the experts together with the query, the individual like you with a jersey. And the third element is the brand. So their dynamics are that the experts, they could be anywhere. And if you're here in Calgary now, you'll, they'll find the experts in Calgary with the products that match that up. They raised $27 million on a little thing called Curated using that dynamics. And it's not a... John and Mary and Nikhil are on there as experts and they wait for the query to come back and wait for, for John and Mary or whoever to get on and, and respond. It's, it, it's automatic. And so this is, you know, might, it might be very automatic. So that's a different yeah, I'm taking, uh, it, yeah. it is a very interesting marketplace. I've ne- I haven't seen this before, but I, I now have something to play with this evening. There's a third, there's another one. I'm going to give you two more. And I'm just, I'm very open to this because I've been telling these people about this. There's a, this is a dynamic marketplace which is getting huge traction, kind of like your in a short period of time. Soka Local's gone very, you know, you've gone viral in a short period of time, in my view. Metafy raised about five, six million dollars for a gaming for guys that play games. The instructors match up, so they're matched with instructors. So again, depending on the game, probably where your location, you know, there's there's you know that's that's one. And then the third one was called Wheel. And it's a marketplace of clinicians matched together with people. It's not a WebMD. It's the clinicians who can respond. So, again, depending where you're located, depending on your ailment, right, the, the queries will come back. And, you know, it might be the bot that will send you something first. And they'll probably put a push notification over to the clinic, clinician. We've already sent the bot. You know, we've already sent the, you how you responded to John over in Denver. But Nikhil has a question in Calgary. They raised $50 million for that little marketplace. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, virtual care platform. I see. So those yeah. three are in different sectors. The curated is more to your your bike one, right? They are literally that similar. But I mean, yeah. I, I'm reason, actually looking at the cycling category right now. <laughs> so that to me is is where you are. I mean, the beer, it's the beer, it's the wine, it's the jersey, it's the wrought iron fence, right? And that's NLP, natural language. If you look at, so you listen to the how they do it. They didn't take what was off the shelf. <laughs> they took, they created it from the bottom. Like you've got a guy. You're. Can we do a shout out to your guy, that 16 year old uh, injured engineer? Yeah, 16. Andrew Nastjuk. Yeah, Andrew Nastjuk. That's his name. So Andrew, you know, I mean, Andrew's that he, you and him together would would be able to see that, you know, because your geomagic background and his kind of history. That because you that comes together, you know. That's how the guys from curated, he brought together people from LinkedIn and who kind of understood that more, how to create those things. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just sharing you ideas. We're just bouncing here, Nikhil. 
Well, no, what you've, you've enlightened me, Alan, I appreciate it. it uh, I, what you're telling me is I need to do a raise now. Um, and, uh, you know, that may come about very shortly here. Well, I don't before you, but you have the, you know, the underpinnings of that and you're, you to be able to raise, not raise, but raise awareness to create awareness for something and, and to get that traction so quickly, you've already got the underpinnings with your, your tech guys, right? You, to be able to rate and to be able to go to their website. You know, there's a thing, I don't know if you heard of it in, in Google, it's called docking, D-O-K-K-I-N-G. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. LinkedIn will s- slap you if you dock. And it's, it's when you take public information, which someone else isn't aware of, and you put it all together and you, and it's, I didn't know about this, but it, it LinkedIn, um, people don't like it. If you go to their website or you go to Crunchbase or you go to their different websites and pull up and, and collate it into a, a format, right? What you're doing in a sense is docking. You're taking personal inf- public information and then creating it. I don't know. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying it in a negative sense. I'm just saying, some people don't like that. 90% of them will, 97% will, but 3%, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's such a nuance. I don't know if you, you know, that, that nuance that LinkedIn picks up on. If you go to their, you know, when you, when you post on LinkedIn and how, you know, it's literally in their, their uh, rules and regulations. Yeah. And I think a, a big problem with that, I mean, Google ran into this themselves with the Australian media group, right? And the issue becomes the sheer volume of traffic that Google search engine receives. Yeah. When you and I are just looking for um, some information about, let's say, holidays and what's happening in uh, for travel. Let's say you're, you know, you're thinking about going to Maui and you want to look at what's happening with the shortage that's uh, that's ever present right now in the rental. Right. And so because, you know, folks like Hertz and Enterprise and, and all of them have had to get rid of many of their vehicles within their fleet uh, last year just to to survive as a business. Right. So right. they've got less cars. Now there's pent up demand. People want to travel, uh, but they don't have enough vehicles to be able to ship them out. So you're looking at rental prices for vehicles being double, triple, or in some cases, quadruple of right. what they were pre, pre-pandemic. <clears throat> so. Um, you you start Googling for news information, but what you find is good enough to be answered within the headline. So yeah, you found yeah. the search result, right? Yeah. You found the search result. You'll see um, someone talking about uh, that specific topic and you you get what you need without actually clicking on the article. Yeah, you don't have to even go to the website. So what is that? Because that, that that's probably kind of so, what I was, when I read yesterday. So, that, yeah. Correct. And so that specific scenario is what people are upset about. Ah. Because the product. Is, yeah. Wow. Right? The, that product in itself. Like if I want to know, like if I'm going to LinkedIn and I want to know um, about Alan Wasney and how I want to find out about him. If I Googled you and I found everything I needed off of Google, I'm not clicking into LinkedIn. Yeah. Then LinkedIn (laughs) does not get the traffic. The fulfillment, right? The fulfillment for my query has been satisfied by the search engine itself without having to go to your site. I don't have to go to LinkedIn anymore. I don't have to go to uh, your website to be able to get more information. I've got everything I need. That's what people... 
it is because now everyone's like, hey, I don't. I wanted them to come onto my site. Sure. Uh, so that because then then they can get the information. Versus in our case, and there's a DMCA carve out uh, for those that are watching or listening that are in a <laughs> legal mindset perspective. For the yeah. record, there is a DMCA carve out for search engines like us. And so what's that? What, what, I, what DMCA? What's that called? The digital rights management, right? It's, it's all the copyright violations because that's oh, okay. where docking kind of falls into is it's in copyright law. Wow. Uh, you're the first person. First of all, you're the first person I told that about that docking thing. I found out I did a Google search. But if you go to LinkedIn, I didn't know about that. Right. But you actually actually intimate knowledge. of This is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, DMCA. Uh, has a specific carve out for search engines, but the portion that's being challenged is when it, it, it stemmed from news, right? I mean, fundamentally, the news agencies are the ones that had uh, the first level of adverse reaction to this is that you and I will get the answer to our Maui rental car question. <laughs> yeah. Or even go anywhere to figure out what's next. I don't have to go to the Globe and Mail. I don't have to go to the Wall Street Journal. Right. Um, I, I don't have to go to Aloha Times to be able to get that information. But the issue is the information is the product and you've already got the information. Ergo, you have the product. You didn't pay for it. You didn't go to that site. Aloha News in this scenario. Because Google's uh, using doesn't that get paid. So they, Correct. But they, they don't pay Google for that because Google's just taking... The information that exists on the on the internet and collate into the to a usable feature for you as a search as a searcher correct but the the downside is that what and it's and it I, i'm not pointing any fingers but what's happened is that the information yeah. is in the time is in the title and so what you are using to entice somebody to want to come over to read that piece of content has already it's collected gone. all of this information before you go forward and i don't want to call Google out uh, uh, because, um, and it's not Google only. Like if, if a hypothetical scenario, if this non-existent media agency called Aloha News were to post that piece of content on Facebook, as you and I are scrolling on Facebook, you'll see the image, you'll see the title, you'll get the information, you'll just keep going through. So but this is this is like the voice because this is some Gary Vaynerchuk was speaking a couple of years ago and it's I've seen the trend now with Alexa and you know if because it's Amazon owned the products are going to come if you don't specify the product and the brand they'll just give you their brand for you know shampoo I Alexa order me a shampoo right and then Alexa sends you the the latest and greatest from that Amazon you know, made by Amazon like like a President's Choice or a Kirkland product right sure. From Costco and and uh, and, uh, and and the superstore, but so that's the point. And now Google's or Amazon's being—I don't know if this is the competition. They're talking about this now, right? These anti-monopoly committees—that's going to be one of the things they probably tack. I know we're not talking so local, but it's—it is actually part. Of, it is part of what you're doing because you're in that space. So it is kind of important. It's relevant, I think. Yeah. Oh no, it's definitely it is definitely relevant, and you know, part of it is. Again, what is the product and how does fulfillment take place? You know, for us, fulfillment is physical product, yeah. right? It's a cycling jersey. It's a bike. It's a saddle. It's a chocolate bomb. 
Um, it's a puzzle. <laughs> and so for us, fulfillment is done by physical purchase. And we're not taking anything away from that. In the news world, in the information world, the information is the product. And so if that product, if that information is ungated, uh, as it is for many news pieces of content, then you have what you need and you don't need to move forward. And so that's that's where uh, docking is coming into play. Um, you have other sites like Linktree and, and others where they're curating content. You have a lot of these startup registries that are being forked over for businesses. I mean, they're going after the the whole DNB market for uh, someone that's going to go validate the information that you've shared in the public realm. And I think that's where LinkedIn is struggling uh, from that perspective, but it all kind of stems down from the digital millennium copyright act of 1998. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah Cause, but it's incredible what you just said, you know, in terms of the other elements, right? I mean, Linktree, Linktree is just collating, but you have to collate. I use now beacons. I don't know if you heard of beacons. Um, beacons just raised, and the only reason it caught my attention is that the company, a guy's called um, the, uh, oh gosh, who, the group, the, the, uh, the, the, the rock band uh, invested in them, 5 million. So I use Beacons instead of Linktree because it's just new. I can't, I can't, I can't think of the, the band right now, but uh, Chainsmokers, that's what it was, Chainsmokers. So that caught my attention, but I like the, you know, the user experience of Beacons versus LinkedIn, Linktree. That's all. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a bare metal developer, so if I need it, I build it, and then if there's something better, then we'll move it to it. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. But you've given me three very interesting sites to go take a look at, and I appreciate that. I will. But I think I with the, the dialogue, I, I think it'd be great. First of all, you and I should just chat off. We'll chat offline because I think there's a lot of what you're doing is pretty cool, and it can help. You know, it can. It, help me get foster ideas, but also the, this exchange can help a lot of comp- companies. But look, the trend to shop local, you're not the first to come up with it and you're not going to be the last. What, what do you think is, I mean, the shop local thing seems to be everywhere. I mean, it's not just a Canadian or Calgary. It's, it's global local, I said earlier, but it's happening everywhere. What do you think is going to be successful for you and, and then others maybe not successful in that local front? Well, a lot of these local initiatives are directory listings. And it's, from from my perspective, a resurgence of what Yellow Pages did several decades ago. Um, In this case, on a digital medium, aka a website, where I have a very large, perhaps geographically organized directory listing. The second that seems to be predominant is marketplaces where I, as a shop owner, have to list my products on the place. Yeah. Okay. So those are the two flavors that I've seen. Perhaps there are more, but those are the two main flavors that I've seen um, over the last you know, three quarters of a year. And the challenge is when I search, when I'm thinking of buying something, I'm not thinking of a store. I'm thinking of a product. And then I need to find out which store has that. Right. So I think the challenge of those that are directory listings is that that is not in line with how consumers shop. They, they 
have they start with the notion that I want to buy from this store and then they contact the store but then they know the store yes. but what if you're what if you don't know the store you're not going to be able to get users to come to the store because they're again they're not looking for um, so for example on 17th avenue there's a clothing shop called gravity pope have you heard of it uh, i can't say i have i i hadn't either uh, apparently they sell fantastic for men women and children uh, they're on 17th ave i did not know they existed and yeah. nothing in the name tells me that they're going to be selling clothing um and specifically gravity is gravity pope as in gravity pope gravity pope. pope yeah yeah gravity pope um oh pope phenomenal store pope. okay yeah p-o-p-e yeah 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 I've never heard of them before. They're on 17th Ave and they sell some great shoes. I was looking at some uh, Converse shoes that I was interested in and low tops, a very specific style. And they're the Chucks. <laughs> yeah. Is this from like 19, grade nine, when you were in grade nine, those ones are the Converse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's totally what they are. Yeah. And so I was looking for those and turns out Gravity Pope sells them. Um, I had never heard of Gravity Pope before, and nothing in the name tells me that they're going to be selling Converse Chuck 70 low tops. And so I think the challenge for those that are directory listings is that you're never going to get someone like me coming to the store for one of your listings because I would never know that they sell that kind of product. Right. The other scenario, which is marketplaces that are digital that are selling on my behalf, I view them as mini Amazons yeah. because you're trying to get me to list my product on there. I, I've, you know, I think for certain businesses, I think that's okay, but I think you're now running into the, the challenge of something like an Etsy where there are going to be some fairly significant, significant constraints from a branding perspective. Yeah. Cause and, you're, 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 you're geared to the Etsy. I mean, Etsy, as I understood, as that the initial was product and we need to create and then they use the community to help create this to scale. Etsy, they needed to scale and the only way they could do it is having a community. Now it sounds like I don't know enough about Etsy, but it sounds like you're on there, you put your product or your store or whatever on Etsy and then you're kind of beholden to Etsy's whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I think Etsy is phenomenal. I mean, it, it's it's a it started off with handmade yeah. items and craft supplies was kind of their 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 impetus for for being created back in the day. Yeah. Um, I think it was mid two thousands. I think it's two thousand five, perhaps. Um, but you know, if I have to now list my products on someone else's site, I have to make the effort of listing it there. I have my own own e-commerce presence. That that marketplace presence is not driving traffic to my e-commerce presence. So now I have to maintain inventory in two places. Wow! So it becomes a it becomes a overhead that I now, as a shop owner, have to deal with that I didn't have to deal with before. So not only do I have to deal with my own perhaps a brick and mortar presence or so physical point of sale sure. system. Now I have to deal with an e-commerce system and web sales. And then I also have to deal with marketplace referrals or sales that are coming from yet another channel. So I now have a 
trifecta of traffic coming to me, which may be fantastic, but it's also triple the work I have. And there's a lot of friction because the first the onus is on, as you said, the first part of making sure I'm on their website and update it. I mean, you probably have Correct. to spend, you have to go and see, whereas yours is kind of real time and it's taking, it's culling information from your website. And <laughs> this is where yeah. the, the tech guys come into play. Because when I had, I had a Paul, I, it doesn't matter, but we were talking about, he wanted to see, he did a, he, whenever there's a search for, something at the University of Calgary said, so whenever there's a search, <laughs> that came into my website as well. And I could, I knew who searched, who searched it. So I could reach out to that individual. It's hacking the system. It's a bit of a game, you know, hacking that, that search. It's, it's incredible to know that, right? But anyway. Yeah, I mean, for us, it was very important to rely heavily on machine processing. Yeah. To either be machine learning or AI application to data collection and data cataloging, uh, which is why we can do it on a upfront basis and then present that information to the business owner and say, you know, want to participate, welcome. If you don't want to participate, that's okay. We'll take you off the system. I mean, I can take on that overhead um, because it's, it. and the second it's thing is so low, it's convenient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's low friction. Right. And, yeah. and so my hope is that Soko stands out because of those nuances that makes it not only convenient for you as a user who is a product centric buyer rather than a brand centric buyer. Um, and I, what I mean by brand is not the manufacturer, I mean the retail outlet, right? If for you as a business owner, it's convenient because the products just show up on the site and it comes to my existing e-commerce infrastructure. And the second, it's convenient for me as a buyer. It's convenient for you as a seller. And so I'm hoping that specific architectural nuance allows Soko to go global. I think just, just incredible. I'm sorry, Nikhil, this is one, this has been so intriguing. And it, you just reminded me of, of the trends. And this is, you know, I said, so, so going local is a trend. One, there's an app called App Annie. I don't know if you've ever gone to App Annie. And yeah, we use them. Yeah, I've, Okay, so the trends, the trends in local, you know, in local apps, like what, what, what are people downloading, right? And when you talk about, uh, you know, there's a, there's a company called Shine or she S H E I N, and my daughter shop on it. They've been shopping when we were in Qatar, like three four years ago. They were shopping on Shine, and we used to deliver it. We could get it delivered to uh, the Middle East, like a local mailbox, and then they'd ship it off. And it was just like a local. It wasn't didn't cost you any extra. To your point. So that was the Middle East. Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but so Shine, first time I've seen. I've, I've been following this for the last six six months or so. Shine hit number twenty one, the downloaded app, the most downloaded app out of out of the first twenty, the top twenty five. There's a couple of gaming uh-huh. ones. You know, you've got HBO Max, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat. But when I saw that Shine one, that tells me a trend. People are shopping online, and Amazon wasn't one of the top twenty five. So no, I mean it's it's amazing the kinds of things Amazon has, and and like you and I talked about offline before, it's they've figured out how to curate content in a manner that's phenomenal. And second, their distribution mechanism is unbelievable, right? Yeah. So to to get those kinds of distribution times, I mean we we do not we're not playing in the dis- distribution space. We're connecting you as a buyer to a storefront and and letting you transact directly and we don't take a cut. And so that was important for us. And so 
but you know, our 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 global play is to make sure that buying local, albeit a trend, is not a fad. No, it's good to, to uh, keep traction after I, you. You yours. I I, you're I, almost hope, I hope. Well, I I hope. Right. I mean, it's not just for us. Uh, it, I hope that buying local stands the test of time because it's fundamentally important to support local business. And that's that's our that's our number one focus. And in, to do that, I have to make sure that consumers find value uh, in how we present the information. And, and that's why I think when people see Soko for the first time, they're like, did you just take all of my products and steal them? And we're like, <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I'm giving them a nice interface. It, you know, funny story. I had a firm out of New York. Uh, right. They're an art gallery. I we, we cataloged their information. They got nominated and they came on the site and the owner said, get me off the site. I don't want to be on here. I said, no problem. We'll get you off the site. Um, and he said, by the way, your site's ugly. I don't want my products on, on such an ugly site. And sure. Said, well, okay. <laughs> so I took it to my designer. I said, you know, uh, this, this gentleman out in New York thinks your site's ugly. And he's like, okay, problem. We'll fix it. And he goes off. And I, I thought he was going to take it personally, but no, he, he, he went off, talked to the developers, came back and said, we'll have a new look and feel push tomorrow. And I said, great, let's go. Um, and uh, that's nice to see. I mean, it's nice to see that we can highlight the products, that it looks like as if we're a marketplace. We're not a marketplace. Soko, funny, you know, the definition of Soko comes from, so, uh, it has its origins in Kiswahili. Okay. And Soko as literally translated means village market. Wow. So you're talking like and Kenya, so, somewhere in Kenya, Swahili, is that where that your language? Correct. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Kenya. So oh, okay. it's a it's a nod back to to where I grew up. But yeah. the 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 emotion and the motivation that comes from being in that market where you have buyers, you have sellers, you have store 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 owners, pardon me helping other store owners. It's like neighbors helping neighbors. And that's, that was very important to me for, for this product. And, and it, it, it kind of steered me away from calling it just local or just support local or any other video. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and to introduce Soko into it because it's like local market. And, and the word Soko, not, if you take Soko, like it, 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 in Russian, it's a bird. It's, um, I, it's an osprey or it's like one of those birds that, Birds of prey. So it's here. So like it literally. It's a. They name that. They name that's a name, but it's a bird of some sort. Anyway. So it's oh, interesting. interesting. I I did not know that. Yeah. Just so cool. Like so. S k s o k o l. That's uh, that's a. That, it's a bird in Russian. <laughs> I don't know which one, but I'll I'll, I'll let you know that. Well, oh, this is cool. So this is fantastic. So look, how are you using social? Are you using social media other than your Instagram hacks or your Instagram DMs? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're on Facebook. Um, the focus for us since launch on March 1st was to get uh, a core foundation of businesses on the site. Uh, we're pre pretty close to breaking that thousand store threshold. We, we broke a million products June 1st. Uh, we're at a million six right now. It's June 22nd. So, so that's great. Uh, and uh, now with... Facebook, Instagram, uh, the focus is shifting to getting consumers, right? To get the consumers aware that this product yeah. is there, it's free yeah. to use, 
and use it to support local businesses and 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 give us feedback and we'll make it better well the more you know the more people you get on that that kind of you know that trend that trend turns into just people talking about you and you know to trending do you use do you use chat bots or things like that in your website or people... no because it, it really is trying to be a unobtrusive hands-off approach to giving you a clean clean canvas to go shop yeah Wow. Yeah. Well, Nikia, I, I don't know what else. I mean, is there anything I didn't ask you? Because this, I've really, this has been such a phenomenal discussion. But is there anything I didn't ask you you want to say about SoCo Local? No, I think we've covered it all, Alan. Thank you for, for having me spend some time with you today. Well, I, you know, I, I'm fascinated by the, you know, first, you've taught me some things because that docking, the docking experience is not like a, you know, docking that I thought. Um, but it's incredible because I guess it's almost a natural evolution when there's so much people talk about big data and data analytics and where, I mean, data, big data. I remember 2005, 2006 Deloitte guys were, they were hiring people to, you know, to, to be their big data part, but they didn't understand what to, I think they just didn't know what to do. And today the, the meta peta data that's available, I still, I still think companies don't really fully understand it. Well, I think the big data conversation is always very interesting. I mean, we've we've dealt with many clients uh, that have played in the big data space. And I say play because what they've done is effectively created the world's largest data landfills within their organization. Right. And they've now got a problem where they don't know how to extract actionable information right. from the data that they've been able to collect. And, right. and that's probably a a topic for a, a completely different uh, uh, conversation. But sure. yeah, I mean, the, shopping local shouldn't be one of those um, buzzwords of the year for 2020, 2021. Um, you know, I, I hope that uh, it, it continues because small businesses play a phenomenal role in, in our communities. And I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to help those small businesses move forward. Well, Nikhil, I don't think this conversation's finished. We will finish today, and for the benefit of the two listeners, well, there's three now. There's three listeners. They heard. They heard about your site. But I love that user experience. You know, I love how you guys pivoted and changed the user experience. Because that guy in New York, his experience, he just had a terrible user experience, and your your team went and said, took that feedback, and let's make it better. So. Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're here to learn, and you know, Soco is about community. It's about market. It's about helping each other, and. And obviously, it's a place of co commerce and transaction. Um, but uh, our fine print, we've tried to make it that it's not, you know, size three font. Like it's it's very clear <laughs> in, on what we do, where we play, what we do, what we don't do. Um, and and again, we just want to demystify the whole process, just like we did for wine and beer. Uh, like to demystify the process for e-commerce. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Nikhil, thanks so much for taking time today, and and. Uh... I, that's it. I did, for today, I have no more questions, but uh, it will continue. The dialogue will continue. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it. You too, Nikhil. Have a great day and stay safe. Thanks. Take care. Cheers.